Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. So let's talk about you. What fantasies would you like to experience here? Many of our members don't know what they like yet, and they use our fantasies to learn about what works for them. Other members come here to experience something they probably wouldn't want to happen in real life, like an abduction fantasy, for example. If I have piqued your curiosity, then please pay us a visit. You can listen to some of our fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTUIT at the checkout and get 25% off any paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and let's see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, it is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. Today's episode is all about sleepy play. And sleepy play is one of those kinks that can be really, really fun and appeals to a lot of people, but it also can feel a little bit creepy. And the creep factor, I think, puts a lot of people off. So in this episode, I really want to discuss why people are into sleep play, what it looks like, the different things that you can get out of it, um, and hopefully by having this chat and and understanding this kink a little bit more, you will be able to tell if you're curious and or if you're definitely not into it, that either way is fine. Um, But if you are curious, hopefully by the end of this episode, you can let go of some of that shame or weirdness about it and feel a bit more comfortable to experiment and try it out. Sleepy play is something that Slade and I actually do quite regularly um, because it is something we're both equally into Um, and I'll share some details with you guys in this episode about what our sleep play looks like um, and what we both get out of it. All right but before I jump into all of that good stuff um, just a couple of quick announcements. Number one you know I'm going to say it, (laughs) star ratings. If you're enjoying this podcast, please, please, please give me a star rating, um, particularly if you're using either Spotify or Apple podcasts. On those two platforms, the star ratings are anonymous, so you don't have to worry about anyone knowing what you're listening to if you're not comfortable with that. I think at the moment my my star rating on Spotify is 3.7, which is, you know, it's not too bad considering... Or what are we up to like episode 28 of this podcast? It's still in its, um, I was going to say infancy. That sounds like a weird word. It's still finding its feet and I'm learning to be a better presenter um, with each episode. So I can handle not getting five stars right now. But if you think I deserve five stars, I'm not going to complain. Um, I think on Apple Podcasts, I do have a five star rating, but only four or five people have given that rating. So yeah, if I could get 
some more ratings on either of those platforms. It actually makes a really big difference to helping other people find this podcast. And if you have left me a star rating, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The other thing I wanted to let you guys know before I jump into the nuts and bolts of this episode um, is that I am about to publish two brand new audio fantasies on my website that are about sleep play. Um, I actually tried something new with these two stories. The reason why there's two of them is because they are the same story, but told from two different perspectives. So I've got a, a his POV and a her POV, which was really, really fun to do. I wanted listeners to be able to choose the perspective that they want to hear the story from, like whether they're the top or the bottom. Um, or sometimes it's fun to hear the other person's perspective, right? I realized that was kind of hot when I was listening to the, when I was writing and producing the, the male, his POV, um, the top perspective. Anyway, if you're curious about those stories, you can listen to those right now. Um, and you can get 25% off by using the code sleepy. And that is only available for listeners of this podcast. All right, let's jump into this week's topic. First of all, let's start with what is sleep play? Sleep play is basically a kink where one person is either asleep or pretending to be asleep and the other person engages in some kind of sexual activity with that sleeping partner. That might be sex, like penetrative sex, or it might be oral sex, or it might be just playing with their body or whatever it is that you're into. The key here is that one person is asleep. And I put that in air quotes because um, as we'll talk about, for some people, it's really important that they are asleep. And for some people, it's more of a role play kind of situation. Oh, I feel like I'm losing my voice already. I was, I did a chat about yesterday and just was talking for so long that <laughs> my voice got really croaky. Um, so I apologize. It's quite deep and sexy at the moment. Uh, I'm going to get sidetracked here, but I've got so much to tell you about Chatterbait. I'll do that in another episode. So stay tuned for that one. Back to the sleep play. Um, if you're interested in the official terms for this kind of play, um, somnophilia is the term. I've got the definition here. Somnophilia, coined by John Money in 1986, generally refers to a sexual interest in engaging in sexual activity with a sleeping person. So Somnophilia refers to the top in this situation. And dormophilia is the other one, which is defined as the sexual interest in being the recipient of sexual activity while asleep. So that's for the bottoms. Some fun facts for you right there. While I was researching about this topic, I always like to learn as much as I can before I start verbal diarrheaing at you guys <laughs> so I can try and be a little bit informed on what I'm talking about. Um, but while I was researching this, I realized there is not a lot of information about it. Even the, the journal articles that I found were like, this is a very under-researched topic. We don't know a lot about this. So still lots to be learned about this space. The other thing I noticed when I was researching this was some of the articles I read were very judgmental, basically describing somnophilia as a predatory disorder, um, which is just not 
was not the case. Okay. Um, obviously if you have this sexual urge to sleep with a, or have sex with a sleeping person that is beyond your control and you are then at risk of harming another person by breaching their consent, um, then it becomes a problem, right? The minute either you are harming yourself or you're harming someone else in a non-consensual way, that's a crime and that's not good for anyone. But it is perfectly normal for you to have a sexual curiosity about this and choose to engage in these this kind of play in a consensual way. That is completely fine. If it's not hurting anyone and you're enjoying it, then what's the problem? It's no one else's business. Next, I want to talk about what it is that people actually get out of this kind of play. What is hot about it? Now, I can I can understand that if you're not into this at all, that it might sound really creepy and, you know, why would anyone be into this? But there's a lot of p- reasons that people are into this, myself included. But I just want to, like, before we start discussing this, it's important to remember that the same kink can, like, people can have the same kink or engage in the same type of acts, kinky acts, but what they get out of it might be very different from person to person. So while I'm discussing this, some of it might apply to you, some of it might not apply to you, and that's okay. It's actually really important to be able to understand what it is about the kink that you enjoy because that will help you communicate with your partner what you want and what you don't want. Those, those details are really important. Anyway, I will talk more about this as we go along and hopefully it'll become a bit clearer. Some of the things that people get out of sleep play, um, well, firstly, like lots of kinks, it's very taboo and taboo-ness. Is, is that a word? I don't think that's a word. Anyway, when something is taboo, it can make it really, really hot. I'm reading a book at the moment called The Erotic Mind and the author talks about the four cornerstones of eroticism, which I'm definitely going to do an episode on in the future. But one of these four cornerstones is about violating prohibitions or more simply put, the naughtiness factor is what the author calls it. So just feeling naughty, the act of feeling naughty and breaking rules can be extremely fun and arousing. For tops who enjoy sleep play, because their partner is asleep or their role playing being asleep, this can allow the top to relax and just focus on their own pleasure. If you're someone who tends to overthink things in bed or you spend a lot of time worrying about what your partner is thinking or whether they are liking this or are you doing it right, all of that kind of stuff, sleep play can mean you can just pretend they're asleep or they maybe they are asleep and you can focus on your own pleasure without having to worry about all of that. Similarly, for bottoms, um, this type of play can also be really good for removing anxiety. Um, and that, But for the bottoms, that's more about the power dynamic. So often the attraction for these kind of kinks where there is this exchange of power, so where one person has all the power and one person is giving up their power, for the bottoms, through giving up their power, they're also letting go of their responsibility. 
So if you're someone who has a lot of responsibility in your daily life, sometimes being an adult can be quite taxing. It can be really nice to be in this submissive position where you can let go of all that control and let go of all your responsibilities and just receive. That can be really calming and really freeing. A lot of subs describe the feeling as freeing or liberating. They're being liberated from their adult responsibilities. Is this making sense so far? So already we've covered some pretty great valid reasons as to why people might enjoy sleep play. Now, of course, it goes far deeper than this. So let's jump into some of the more specifics. One of the big differences in the different types of sleep play that people enjoy is whether that play feels consensual or non-consensual. On the consensual side of things, or side of this spectrum, um, a lot of people have expressed, this is from what I've read in my research, a lot of people expressed that sleep play feels quite freeing and um, similar in the way that free use does. We talked about free use a couple of weeks ago. But the idea that if your partner is giving you permission to have access to your body at whatever time, that feels very trusting and free where you're not having to worry about are they in the mood, are they up for it, have I done enough foreplay or whatever it is that might um, be triggered in your brain when you're thinking about initiating sex. If you and your partner have an arrangement where they're happy for you to take their body whenever you like, um, that can be really freeing for people. Now, free use is a bit more generally speaking, but sleep play is specifically while they're asleep. So the arrangement would be that your partner has consented to you to initiate sex with them at any time of the night, which can be really fun. And for the bottom in that scenario, a lot of people talk about that um, making them feel really desirable, that their partner just can't even wait for them to be awake. They want to have them right now. Like, and I can relate to this. I, anytime Slade or anyone else that I'm playing with is initiating sex with me, and I'm up for it, obviously, there's times when I'm not, but generally speaking, when they initiate sex, it's very complimentary. It's like, fuck yeah, you're into me. You think I'm hot. It makes me feel really desirable. And that turns me on. Another really interesting aspect of this sleep play that I read was some people expressed that they wanted their partner to wake up at some point during the play. And that was really critical. So for them, if they had started playing with their partner while they're asleep and at some point their partner wakes up, it's that moment when they wake up and they realize that their partner's on top of them or inside them or whatever it is. And they get to see this look of surprise on their partner's face, surprise and then followed by happiness or fuck yeah, hey, how you doing? And it's that moment that is the peak part of this experience. I can imagine that would feel extremely validating to have your partner wake up, realise that you're banging them and be totally into that. That sounds really fun. But it's important to note that for other people, they really don't want their partner to wake up during this play. If their partner were to wake up, it might actually spoil that experience for them. So if you are really into the idea of having sex with someone who's asleep 
And your main reason for that is about um, being able to focus on yourself and not have to worry about rejection. For example, there might be other reasons, of course. But if in this example, that's your main reason for enjoying the play, I could definitely see why your partner waking up mid-scene might spoil that for you. So this is a really good example of why it is important to talk about these details with your partner, to understand what it is about the play that works for them, how they want to feel during the play, and would waking up midway through intensify that experience or would it take away from it? The same question needs to be asked of the bottom in this scenario. Would they like to wake up during the play and be more active, be able to reciprocate? Or would they like to stay asleep the whole time so that they can just be relaxed and in their sleepy state and not have to worry about being in control or being responsible in any way? If it's that aspect of not being responsible that's really important to the bottom, then waking up might spoil that for them. But they also might like the chance to be able to reciprocate. So again, these are really important conversations to have. Am I making sense so far? Okay, hopefully this is helpful. Next, I want to talk about the other scenario where the sleep play is more of a CNC or consensual non-consent role play. Just a little disclaimer before we dive into this topic. If consensual non-consent is a bit of a trigger for you, then just be aware that that's what we're going to be chatting about for the next five or ten minutes or so. Um, so you can decide if you want to keep listening or if you'd rather not. That's completely up to you. All right, so CNC or consensual non-consent, um, emphasis on the fact that this is always consensual non-consent play. Um, we're role-playing something non-consensual, but whenever we play in this space, there are always safe words that you've discussed prior to, and you can use those safe words to end the play at any time. So if you are curious about CNC play, if you think that might sound a little bit fun for you, then this can be a really good, like sleep play can be a really good way in to this kind of play. And there's lots of reasons for that. The main one is that um, a lot of people feel a bit awkward about role playing and sleep play allows you to do a role play, but there isn't a lot of interaction between like verbal interaction between the two partners because one of them is pretending to be asleep, right? So instead of jumping to a full-on abduction fantasy role play where you've got to play this bad guy or you've got to play this victim, um, sleepy play can be a good little space to experiment with. The other advantage of sleep play is that unlike other forms of CNC, which can be quite resistive or even a bit violent, sleep play generally isn't at all. So you don't have to physically fight back. You don't have to physically restrain your partner. Um, so again, that can make things a lot easier, especially when you're trying to get the logistics of putting things in the right places. Um, that can be a lot easier when your partner isn't actively resisting you. There are lots of different role play fantasies that would fit into this scenario. Um, I'll just give you a couple of examples. One of the most common is that they say it's a heterosexual couple with a male dom and a female sub. Um, they might like to try a drunk girl at the party fantasy. 
where the female sub pretends that she's had too much to drink. Maybe she has had a couple of drinks. I mean, I'm not um, advocating to overdo it with alcohol and kink. That can cause some problems, Um, particularly around consent and communication. That's for another episode. But you might like to have a couple of drinks to help you relax and embody that role play. Um, Personally speaking, I often like to do this role play with Slade if we have gone out and had a few drinks or whatever, he doesn't drink, but I do. Um, and if I am feeling a little bit, a little bit drunk and a little bit sleepy, I might like to lean into that a little bit and fantasize about being very drunk and passing out and being taken advantage of by the naughty boy at the party. So that can be a really fun one. That fantasy also feeds into Slade's enjoyment about this kind of role play he really likes the tabooness of it and getting to play the bad guy um and and to feel a bit naughty so the this fantasy of taking advantage of this drunk girl makes him feel really naughty and that's really exciting to him another fantasy that I read um when I was researching was one of the women she liked to imagine that she was being tied down and restrained and then having a an anesthesia mask placed over her face and that would send her to sleep or she was going to receive an injection that would make her pass out. So that's a very, very much a CNC fantasy. Um, Now, if you're listening to this right now, you'll be either going, ugh, I don't like that at all, or you'll be going, "Mm, that sounds pretty fun. So sometimes these things are really clear as to what aspects you're into. Um, But you could also be listening going, Oh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. That feels a bit uncomfortable, but maybe I wouldn't mind giving it a go. And that's cool too. As long as you're comfortable enough to try it, um, then you're going to learn something about yourself. Maybe you don't enjoy it at all. Maybe you're super into it. With CNC sleep play, um, once again, this factor of whether the sub wakes up during the play at some point can be really important. So for some submissives, you might want that moment where you get to wake up during the scene and start to get a bit more resistive and panicked and play with those more intense emotions. For other subs, you might like to stay asleep the whole time so you don't have to switch into that resistive mode. Um, That is completely up to you. For me personally, I actually like both. And it will depend on what mood I'm in at the time. Sometimes I like to stay asleep. I'm doing that in air quotes here because I'm just pretending to be asleep. Um, But that just means I get to stay in that really relaxed, sleepy headspace the whole time. Um, And that can be really fun. Whereas other times, often when Slade's getting quite rough rough with me and it's like no longer uh, feasible for me to pretend to be asleep anymore... That's when I, I know he's up for a fight and I'm like, fuck yeah, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back against you. And that's where I get to fight back and feel that panic and have it become a more intense role play scene. What is really interesting about sleep play for me, just on a personal note, um, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I definitely love CNC. Um, but for me, it's more than I, I just love it and enjoy it. It's actually 
sometimes I need it to be aroused enough to feel satisfied by the experience. Um, and that's to do with my core desires and how I need to feel during sex. I often need to feel very vulnerable or taken advantage of or not responsible. Um, sometimes fearful can be important. I need that anxiety, um, which is interesting because I struggle with anxiety in my vanilla life. But in sex, it becomes a, an intensifier for me. So having some element of CNC for me is almost critical most of the time. And that's great, but it can also be a bit limiting in the types of play that we can enjoy together. And what sleep, sleep play does for me is it allows me to still get these feelings of vulnerability, of not being in control, of feeling very objectified and desired and taken advantage of. I still get to feel all those things, but I can feel them while in a very deep state of relaxation. So as you can imagine, most of the time, this headspace requires me to be very tense and worked up. Um, and that can be a bit of a barrier to sexual pleasure sometimes. But with sleep play, I get to relax my whole body and get turned on by the, the fantasy, but also feel a very different form of physical pleasure in that moment. That's why this kink particularly is very important to me. It really rounds out my sex life and what experiences that I'm, I'm able to have. Hopefully you're starting to understand this kink a little bit better and why people are into it, what people get out of it, and to understand that that can be very different from person to person. What I get out of sleep play might be very different to what you get out of sleep play. So it's really important to have these conversations with our partners. One last thing I wanted to mention before I wrap this up um, was this was just something that I read that I found really interesting about this space. Um, so for some people, they need to be actually asleep for this to work. And for other people like myself, it can be just pretend. It can ju just be a role play. Um, but what I found fascinating was the subs who needed to be actually asleep and who didn't want to wake up at, at all at any point during the play. And for them, from what I understand, what was exciting for them, what they wanted to feel from this experience was they wanted to wake up and have this mystery of actually having no idea what had happened to them. They knew that they'd been fucked but, or played with or whatever, but they've got no memory of it. And that not knowing was the critical arousing factor for them. Now, in, for those people, in those cases, a lot of the time they wanted some kind of evidence to prove that the play had happened and that um, was often in the form of video evidence. So they'd ask their partner to video it um, so they could watch it later and that was another really fun thing to do, uh, watching their partner fuck them but having no memory of that event. But for other people... They just wanted to wake up naked, maybe like say they've gone to bed fully dressed or not fully dressed, but maybe in pajamas or just their undies or bra and undies or whatever. 
but they wanted to wake up and see that their clothing had been removed and they don't remember that happening and that was enough so I just find this so fascinating to know that yes sleep play is a kink um, but it can look so different from person to person and that's what you need to talk about with your partner or partners so let's recap that just as I bring this episode to a conclusion um first of all are we into it (laughs) you wanted to talk to your partner is this something that you would like to explore do you think this could be fun or is this not for you if it is something that they would like to explore and you would like to explore as well then you want to start talking about the details so how do you want to feel from this experience is it about feeling free feeling desired feeling um, trusted even like a lot of tops have expressed that if their partner has given them permission to use their body at any time of the night they feel really trusted in that being given that privilege so all those things are on, on the more consensual side of this kink but the other side of the spectrum we've got the cnc stuff So ask yourself and your partner, are you interested in role-playing some sleepy CNC stuff? What kind of fantasy turns you on? Do you want me to wake up during the scene or would you prefer that I stay asleep? And you, you want to ask yourself that too. Would you like the experience of waking up during the scene or would it be better for you to remain in your relaxed, sleepy state? So all of these are really good questions And I'm sure there's a million more. So I hope that this episode can give you something to discuss with your partner and yourself too. Like learn about yourself. What what are you into about this? If it is something that interests you. I want you to, if anything, just give yourself permission to be curious. You don't have to like it. it. It doesn't have to be for you. But at least give yourself the permission to be curious to let go of any shame or judgments that you might have about it and just see, see how it feels. All right. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Um, Oh, that's right. So if you are curious about my audio fantasies, they are called in the dark. There's the, his POV and her POV. These audio fantasies are definitely on the CNC side of the spectrum. So if that's not for you, I don't think you will enjoy them, but if you'd like to feel all of those dark, naughty emotions that come with CNC, then this type of fantasy will give you the opportunity to explore that, to have that experience. The best part about, like, one of the main reasons I make these audio fantasies is I want to give you the opportunity to experience something like this in a way that's really safe and really private It doesn't involve another person. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed or um, anything going wrong. It's just you and your headphones and you can listen to the fantasy. And if it's not for you, you can just hit stop. No, not into that. Or you can discover some new parts of yourself that are going to give you new and exciting pleasure. So if you'd like to listen to those, remember to use the code sleepy at the checkout. That will give you 25% off those audios. Um, I forgot to say this at the start actually, but that uh, discount code is just for the first week that they've been released. 
So if you're curious, go do that now. Um, you can buy it now and listen to it later. That's fine. You'll have that ticket for life once you've bought it. Um, but if you want to take advantage of that discount code, I suggest you do that this week. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will catch you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.